0: The Film Basement is filmed in southern West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience.
1: Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement, where we forget our bits by the week. I'm Brandon Gasparino. I'm Andrew. And we're going to be looking into some of the films we saw this week, and in addition to that, playing a little bit of a game later on. And the movie I saw this week was the Nick Cage vehicle, Prisoners of the Coastland. So... In the treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town, a ruthless bank robber gets sprung from jail by a wealthy warlord whose adopted granddaughter has gone missing. He offers the prisoner his freedom in exchange for retrieving the runaway. The only catch? Strapped into his leather suit that will self-destruct in five days, the bandit sets off on a journey to find the young woman and his own path to redemption. So, this might surprise you. This movie is really weird. (laughs) In all that's of not the, surprising yeah right In all of the most strange ways so the setting itself i had no idea of this going in the movie the setting itself is a japanese feudal society set in a town that's kind of like the wild west in a post-apocalyptic world filled with like mutants which i got none of that from the trailer <laughs> at all <laughs> so that was a culture shock going into this And, like, when I say that, imagine, like, people dressed in kimonos walking around with people who are also dressed in, like, cowboy outfits Mm
0: -hmm.
1: while being chased down, like, by mutants from Fallout. Hmm. It's just, like, all of these really wild and nonsensical things thrown together in, like, a story that does not hold up at all. Like, this movie is entirely all over the place, but not in a good way. (laughs) Oddly enough, this movie was really boring. Wow. I I was not like, I was literally like done with this movie by the midpoint of the film. I was zoning out on TikTok, (laughs) which I was not expecting. I thought this would be really enjoyable. I was wrong. And I got some examples of this. So I think the problem with, for me at least was it was too wild in that it just got so nonsensical to the point where I just didn't care anymore. Like there was just no point to anything that was happening in the movie so for example um so at the beginning of the movie we get this like flashback scene to nick cage robbing a bank with his partner and this kind of sets up the premise as to why he's doing all this in the first place bank robbery goes wrong bunch bunch of people get shot up he's thrown in jail but this is transposed in front of this little kid who's like offering nick cage and his robber best friend like candy And then, like, his best friend starts shooting people, and as he's shooting people, he shoots a gumball machine, and gumballs are, like, flying all over the place. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there, like, I'm five minutes into this movie. What what am I looking at? (laughs) And that keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. They keep showing shots of this, to the point where I'm just like, this is hilarious. Like, this is so funny that this keeps coming up again. Another Another one is Nick Cage's... An outfit which is essentially this leather like bdsm suit with bombs attached to it and when i started the film i was like okay so he's gonna have this as a plot device but it's gonna get taken off like there's no way he's actually gonna like nothing's gonna go wrong with this and we get a little bit of like world building from the head villain his name the governor he's like the governor of this town basically tells him he's got five days to go find his daughter and literally to if in order for him to stop the bombs from going off, he has to his daughter has to say her name into this like voice box on his wrist. But if he is aggressive towards women in any way, shape, or form, parts of his suit will explode off. And if he is ever romantically attracted to any of those women, his testicle bombs will go off. And I was like, oh, there's no way this is gonna happen. Not even 15 minutes later. I'm sitting in my room, and out of nowhere, his testicle bomb explodes. And I'm like, okay, they did not just do that. And then Nick cage pulls it out of his pants. And I'm like, okay, okay, you did not need to do that. That was awful. That was genuinely awful. What the heck? And, of course, after pulling his testicle out of his body, he passes out. And I'm just like, yeah, of course you passed out, Nick cage. What the hell? So that was a lot. And then another bit towards the beginning of the movie is Nick Cage is like, cause he has five days to do this. The governor wants stuff done fast. So he gives him this car and he's like, yeah, go out on the, uh, go out into the ghost land, get this car and, and get that woman and come back. So Nick Cage gets in the car. He drives 20 feet, drifts into a parking spot, gets out of the car, runs across the street towards a bike and starts biking off <laughs> into the wilderness. <laughs> And once again, there's no explanation for any of this. I don't know why he wanted a bike off. He just did. And of course, to get him back on track, the governor's right-hand man drives the car out to him, parks it in front of him, and gets out of the car and, like, stares him down. And Nick Cage is like, Okay, I get it. I'm on a schedule. I'll get in the car. But I, seriously, I want you to imagine Nick Cage riding around in a bicycle that has a basket in front of it. And I'm watching this like, again, what did I get myself into? This is insane. The final thing that I'll say in relation to this is we find out later on in the movie that Nick Cage's best friend who he robbed the bank with and afterwards left him behind at the bank is a mutant out in this wasteland now who travels around in this magical teleporting school bus with other mutants Again, never explain how this bus gets from point A to point B. It just appears and disappears at will. So Nick Cage, who hasn't seen this dude in so many years and was also, again, part of the reason why this other dude got thrown out into the wasteland and turned into a mutant, walks up to the dude, gives him a hug and says, hey, dude, can you let me by? I like I need to go back home and fix some stuff. And the best friend is like, sure, why not? And then he explodes. There's a mushroom cloud out of nowhere. I'm just like, what? I thought I had missed something. So I went back mm-hmm. and I watched it again. And it's it made the exact same amount of sense on the second viewing. I was like, what the hell did I just
0: watch? This movie sounds all over the place.
1: That's what I mean when I say it's all... I, that's what I mean. It's like, the story is wild. Like, there's no sense to anything that's happening in this movie. Um. Oh, there's something else I wanted to mention in relation to the best... Fr- oh, the bank robbery so we start off this movie again nick Cage's in this bomb suit because he got thrown in jail as a result of this bank robbery but the bank robbery doesn't make sense because samurai town is the only town that was not affected by this post-apocalypse so i'm again watching this like so why is nick cage robbing this bank because there's no again he's gonna get caught immediately He has nowhere to go with the money from this. Why are we here? (laughs) So yeah, story just, there's no sense of progression. Everything is all over the place. What I will say though, is it is shot shockingly competently. Like the movie looks really good as in contrast to this horrible story. To put this into context, towards the end, there's this like, there's a bunch of fight scenes in Samurai Town and they're all look really they they all look like they were filmed on like a hundred million dollar budget like they look the color is absolutely amazing the set design around these places is immaculate and on point like i would not be able to tell this was a film set from what everything looked like it looked really good the costumes were amazing like all of this it was so good and the movie is horrible (laughs) Not even in an offensive Nick Cage way. It's just kind of boring. (laughs) So, yeah, I was a little shocked at how not interesting it was. I don't think I can recommend anyone seeing this movie. It's not like, it's not really that funny. No. Like the the shots don't. Yeah. Like the good cinematography isn't worth it either. There's better movies to watch for that. (laughs) You're just going to be really confused (laughs) and kind of bored yeah so so yeah i i can't recommend this (laughs) in good faith i cannot recommend this horrible movie (laughs) and i bought it
0: oh my god yeah Yeah, it just sounds crazy it's
1: very crazy look i'll give it props it's a very unique premise Mm -hmm. and i think it could have been good if they had just like I don't know, sat down and got their story straight. It could, mm-hmm. There could have been something here, but it's just not here, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Well, I didn't see a movie this week because I uh, got too busy and I was prepping to start school that I started this week. But I did watch and binge um, the... What is, I think, now known as uh, the number one Netflix show of all time. Um, I binge-watched, after seeing it on TikTok, I binge-watched Squid Game, which is a Korean-made show, uh, made for Netflix, uh, and... Where did I see it? Um, since its debut on September 17th, Squid Game is on track to become the most popular Netflix show ever. Uh, there's a show on Netflix right now that's number one in the world, like everywhere in the world. It's called Squid Game. Who was That was a quote from Netflix CEO and chief content officer Ted Sarandos. Uh, so, Squid Game is... A story of people who fail at life for various reasons, but suddenly receive a mysterious invitation to participate in a survival game to win more than 38 million U.S. dollars. The game takes place at an unknown location, and the participants are locked up until there's a final winner. The story will incorporate popular children's games from the 1970s and 1980s of Korea, such as Squid Game, which is a type of tag where offense and defense uh, use a squid shaped board drawn in the dirt. It's a nine episode series, so it's a mini series. Uh, episodes are about an hour long, uh, like 45 minutes to an hour. But God's good. Like, it starts off kind of slow, like within the first half of the episode, like the first episode. And then the second episode is kind of slow. But once you get into the third episode where stuff really starts to kick off uh, is when it starts to get really good. Um, Yeah, there's so I guess they do this like once a year, maybe I I didn't really get the premise of like this um, contest, I guess um maybe they do it one maybe they do it every time like there's a winner like after the winner there's a new one because there's there's kind of like a there's like a scene at the end of the show um where you see uh like different people playing um the entry like there because you basically have to be selected to play this game like this organization who you don't know anything about knows that you have like financial troubles and you're like really down like down hard in life and uh yeah you're given this opportunity to win money and the only way to do that is basically to survive this you know high stakes children's games so so um mm -hmm. I'm
1: so i'm curious so Mm -hmm. again i've heard a little bit about this show also from tiktok but the only thing I really know about it are the people with like the black face masks and like the symbols drawn on them. Yeah. How do they tie? They are the
0: people that run the games. So there's, there's three uh, shapes uh, in and, and it's based off of squid game because in squid game, you draw three shapes on the ground and it looks like a squid. It's a circle, a triangle and a square. And, the hierarchy of the people in charge is, I think, circles are the lowest like level of like minion, I guess, and then it goes to triangle and then square, uh, and that's like your level of hierarchy. So there's not as many square people than there are circles, um, but they are in charge of this process. And it's a really good like it's a really good concept. It's if you don't like foreign stuff, uh, it is dubbed in English. So uh, similar to like how an anime would be dubbed to English. Um, the voice doesn't the voice doesn't really match up with the speaking lines because it is in Korean. Um, but if you want to watch it in Korean with subtitles, you could do that. I watched it in English. Uh, because it was just easier for me to follow along and i could do other things at the same time like during like the slow portions uh instead of like actually like reading the for the entire nine hours of the show um but yeah it's it's good like some of the games that are included in the show are uh tug of war red light green light um there is like a uh there's a marbles game that like is incorporated into it and i'm very kind of knowledgeable i don't know if we've talked about this before but i'm very knowledgeable when it comes to movies about um i can kind of sense where the plot is going uh and i can like pick out like different um um like surprises but i didn't see the end of this like the end the end surprise i was just like i was kind of like wait I was kind of, like, taken back, and I was, like, it, it was it was nice to, like, be surprised by something, uh, so, you know, but it's good, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's only nine episodes, so if you've got, like, a weekend that you're not doing anything, it's on Netflix, so it's free, everyone's got Netflix, so, mm-hmm.
1: so I, I am actually kind of curious,
0: so yeah. I, Again, I've heard
1: very minimally about the show. And I wasn't even aware it was on track to be one of the most watched shows on Netflix. Which, Apparently, first off, yeah. awesome for a foreign film to be on there. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, but what I'm curious about is, like, what, in your opinion, makes it, like, so popular? Is it, like, the wild concept? Is it the execution? Like,
0: Yeah, I think it's the concept. And it's, you know, the cinematography is really good, too. Like, um, you're not, you don't have these, like, it's not, like going to watch shang chi where you've got this really really nice set designs and like these nice backdrops and everything no it's you're basically in a prison like for the majority of this show uh but it's also the concept of the show and like how people are gonna go about like what oh, like every time i ended an episode i was like What's the next game gonna be like? What are they gonna have to compete in next to be able to survive? Like, who's gonna survive? When is this gonna? When is this player going to? Because uh, like, obviously, it's a game of survival, so there's death. And if you've seen it on TikTok, they've shown death. Like on the, that's how I saw it, like on TikTok, because it was uh, I saw the red light, green light scene. So, and that's what made me interested because I was like, I like thrillers. It's a little gory at times. Uh, I'll I'll say that. So if you're not really into the gore scene with the uh, with you know thrillers or stuff, uh, it does get pretty gory at times. Um, other than that, there's uh, the, the, you know it's just kind of like a th- a th- it kind of keeps you guessing like what what's the next game they're gonna play? Uh, who's gonna not survive the next round? You know there are 456 actors that start uh the the in the games and you have to play six you have to play six games to win um and i was going through it like oh is it going to be like if everyone if if everyone survives all six games do they get a do they get a portion or is it going to be just like last man standing kind of thing like i i wasn't sure like how it was going to end and then you know when you get to the end finally you're just like well everything makes sense and you you're kind of rooting for different people uh you hate other people that are in this like in this community of like so, 400 people so that's what
1: also interests me about this because it seems like it ha- could have an almost survivor-esque feel to it where it's like people mm-hmm. are trying to get others eliminated or like
0: are like mm-hmm. banding
1: together to trying to make this happen
0: there's teams like they they form teams like after the uh Second game, yeah so like after the first game like they kind of formed teams like they kind of formed groups like individual groups and then like definitely after the third let's see game three what was game three uh yeah definitely after the third game there was like there was specific teams um because um the third game was a team game so like you had to group up with a group of 10 people um so but it's man it's it's a wild ride because you're just like you're you have you obviously you have the protagonist and you have the antagonist and you know you have the protagonist's friends and then who ended up being in the same place who he'd known for his like whole life like he ended up being in there too like which is crazy uh and then you know you have this group of individuals who like form this team around the protagonist and you're like all right this team's gonna be good like you know and it's just like but it's a game of survival like what who's gonna turn on who like and everything so and like oh and this antagonist guy like he's a dick the whole time like when is uh when is he gonna go like and this that and the other and, and it's kind of like the anticipation of a thriller and it's every every game and there's six games so like the build-up of the game and then the release of like how it all unfolds is it's just kind of like brings you up and then brings you back down. And it ha- and it happens over the course of the whole show. It's a, you know, six and, you know, every episode there is at least a game. And then there's like th- there, I want to say there's three filler episodes. They're not really filler episodes, I guess, but there are, it's a nine episode series. So they had to fill, you know, some time. And there's like a side plot story too uh, about a, um, uh, a Korean police officer and his brother who mysteriously disappeared, who also got an invitation to go do this. so uh, he's trying to figure out what happened to his brother. Uh, so you kind of s- see some something along those lines and that stuff too. but I'm interested to see if they do a second season. I haven't seen anything yet if they're gonna do one, but uh, yeah, well that's but, really good to hear
1: because mm-hmm. I you got me really excited to see this show. It sounds yeah. really like a really cool concept. Something could be exactly up my alley. So I'm looking forward to checking that out now.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you just watch one episode a day or, and I mean, it's only, like I said, it's an hour. I mean, you can watch an episode a day if you have the ability to do that. But when I start a show and I'm hooked into it, I have to finish it because I have to know what's going on next. Especially when they put it all out at the same time, like Netflix does. Hmm. Um, Like other shows, obviously that get released on a weekly basis you have to wait but um yeah with with this one it was like bang 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 for me it was it was like a couple of my days off that i was just like yeah I'll, i was like oh i'll watch this and and uh because i've heard so much about so much good stuff about it so and it yeah. was it was good i
1: feel the exact same way when it comes to netflix shows once i get started mm-hmm. doing something i can't stop so i feel like this is definitely gonna be like that for me, similar to a lot of the pilots we see on Pilot Wings. So, Poulin, you've played Pilot Wings before, but for those who haven't, Pilot Wings is a game show where I give Poulin log loglines for three potential show pilots. Two of them are real. One of them is something I made up, and Poulin has to guess which is the one I made up. And this week, I did something a little bit different, kind of like I did last week. This week, all of these shows were passed over. None of these shows went to air. So you have to suss out, based off of the experience I've given you, which of these would have been, you know, the actual shows that got pitched. So, to begin. In high school, Liz Connie had everything. And Marky McQueen had nothing. 20 years later, they are reunited under the same roof as single moms and unlikely housemates. From the writers of This Is Us comes a show about Christina Smith, a tough-loving country girl who has to overcome her male-dominated small town in order to become its first-ever female business owner. And the last one. Four adults in three houses raise three kids after two divorces together. Based on the Swedish format, bonus family. So, Poulin, which of these is the fake one?
0: Okay, so just right off the bat... Uh, I don't know if it's because you're trying to trick me from last week by using something that was based off of a different show from another country. But obviously, the third one is based off a Swedish show called Bonus Family. And you you did the same thing last week. So you may be trying to throw me off. The other thing is uh, the second one, which is, is from the writers of This Is Us. It's a very popular show. Uh, I'd be very surprised to know that this was actually passed over because of, you know, that's this is us as a popular show. So you might be trying to throw me off by throwing in a very popular show uh, to, you know, say like, oh, that one's definitely going to be real. Uh, And then the last one, or the first one rather, Marky McQueen, that's not a real name. Like, that's that's not they they didn't do that like that's not real so i'm gonna go with my gut and it's probably a trap but i'm gonna say the first one's fake and the other two are real
1: okay are you locking it in yeah it's the second one the second one's the fake one
0: (laughs) i thought i thought that's what you did yeah
1: yeah i don't know who named someone marky mcqueen that's a horrible name
0: (laughs) yeah that's terrible (laughs)
1: <laughs> that should be a cry
0: yeah i thought that you uh that you that that's i thought that's what you did you threw me off by yep. by doing the writers of this is us
1: yep i was like oh because i wanted to do that last week but i was like mm-hmm. i can't think of a good show to put in with this but then this week i was like well this seems like the perfect idea to throw in with this is us
0: <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense either because it's like a country girl like who has mm-hmm. to overcome her male-dominated small town, in order to become the first <laughs> female business owner, like
1: it just sounded like something that like I would that see in like a pilot.
0: No, like I, I don't know. It just sounds no, especially in this day and age. Like hmm. oh, you gotta. I mean, I guess that's why I thought it might have been something because it shows women empowerment. But, yes, uh, like, that's what and, I was you going know, for. Sure Trying to be know. tricky with that. But okay. that's like that's definitely like. Mm -hmm. a lot that's like i say it almost every week that's definitely a lifetime show and that's that that wouldn't be like a major network show from the writers of this is us so you
1: know know what it would be honestly it sounds like a pitch for a hallmark movie
0: yeah that too yeah lifetime hallmark it's all the same
1: maybe i found my calling (laughs) yeah okay well for the first one it was passed over but i believe actually both the shows were from abc comedy the -hmm. actual ones um. Yeah. Yeah. They were both ABC companies. So there's that too. Hmm. Nice fun little thing. So yeah, that was Pilot Wings. I finally tripped you up after almost yeah, two, weeks two weeks of failing.
0: I had a two weeks two week in a row that I got them right. So
1: <laughs> hopefully I can continue this streak next week. Yeah. But in the meantime, let's move on to some of the trailers we're excited for this week. And I know you have to have one right off the bat.
0: Yeah, man. I'm going to see it this tomorrow, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I already I bought my tickets like uh mm-hmm. two weeks ago so that I can make sure I get good seats. Uh but I'm definitely gonna go see Adam's family too. Can't <laughs> wait. I'm just kidding. Dude, the big uh, train is real. Have you heard that the song? <laughs> yeah. So uh but no. Uh this is a good this is a good week. Uh mm. because not only does Venom Let There Be Carnage come out. Uh, which is the sequel to the original Venom movie with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Serkis is directing it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Woody Harrelson co-stars as uh, uh, Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage. So mm-hmm. that's going to be one that everyone's going to go see. I'm a little upset. I'm seeing it right now. It's only 90 minutes long. Very huh. short that for a Marvel property. Short uh yep yeah. so but
1: which, which might not be a bad thing honestly no it seems like the kind of movie where you could get away with having a much shorter story
0: that's true um and i'm not sure what your oh is that did you write in what you were? Yes. going to okay. i know which so, movie
1: i'm excited about for this week
0: so then you haven't taught then you then it's not the other movie that's coming out that i'm a little excited for and it's called the many saints of Newark. yeah i figured that would be so the one. <laughs> uh i'm definitely probably gonna watch it on hbo uh it's basically a prequel to the sopranos about the like teenage and early life of tony soprano so i didn't even know i gonna watch it yeah Yeah. i I didn't even know this was coming out but i can see a hundred percent why people would want to watch
1: this it speaks for itself it's tony soprano it's tony
0: soprano man yeah and like i haven't like i haven't watched all the way through the sopranos yet but like That this, i mean if you haven't watched the sopranos watch this first and then you'll see like then you can go back and watch the show and see how it all unfolded Hmm. Uh, maybe i
1: have to watch this because i haven't Mm -hmm. seen the sopranos and this Mm -hmm. might be a good in for me yeah there you go um but the movie i'm actually excited about this week is called mayday so anna is transported to a dreamlike and dangerous land where she joins an army of girls engaged in a never-ending war Though she finds strength in this exhilarating world, she realizes she may not be the killer they want her to be. And this just sounds like a... Re- again, I like really weird movies, and this just sounds really weird. <laughs> like a bunch of little girls fighting in war against each other. It sounds like um that Japanese movie that everyone always is always talking about, about the kids trapped on an island. um Battle Royale.
0: That's it. I've never heard of it.
1: It's, it. It was this movie that like all the Battle Royale games of today are based on, but has a similar feel to it i've seen the is trailer. really hmm? yeah is battle it really Ro- yeah battle royale oh okay. look into it it's a it's a wild movie yeah um but yeah mayday looks interesting to me i don't know it looks like it could be a weird vibe that i'm into but i'm I about
0: never, it never i'd never heard of it
1: and on that note thank you for watching the filmmakers basement i'm brandon gasparino i'm andrew and it's been a pleasure having you guys here uh see y'all next week